Good evening, my loyal listeners. Today I am in Montana, in the airport. I've been here for four hours, and I'm done. I'm in a layover because people are incredibly stupid. I'm recording this, waiting for my connecting flight. I won't be here long, but I figured I may as well wait at this coffee shop thing until it arrives. So let us begin, as my plane, thank God, will be here soon. Letter... Oh, but before we begin, as usual, my advice, while correct and perfect, is coming from me. If you follow it, it is at your own peril. Keith insisted I point that out. Personally, I say go for it, but, you know, whatever. Letter the first. Dear Asmodeus, I've recently started up with a guy I knew back in college. It was pretty good overall. He had been seeing a friend of mine, and we started hooking up on the side for a little while. I stayed in his dorm a lot, did his laundry, and bought dinner most of the time, but since his girlfriend wasn't on campus, it wasn't so bad. This went on for like a year. Until when the semester ended, and he got an apartment with her after she graduated, so they got back together. Now, I mean, the sex was pretty good. Well, he was my first anyway, so I didn't really have context. But most have been about as good. So that's pretty good, right? Anyways, he's moved back to town and he looked me up as soon as he was in. His girlfriend this time is working in Germany for eight months. Yes, the same girlfriend, really. But he assured me that they have an open relationship this time. So this isn't like last time at all. They have plans to be exclusive again when she gets back, but... This time, I think I'm going to win. But my friends are being super judgmental, and they don't believe me when I tell them that he's really into me this time. Sent from my Iphone. Iphone. Ipahony. Ah, dear if one. I guess. I don't know what that says. Ignore your friends. The pursuit of, it sounds like, not actively terrible sex, is... A noble one, kind of, I guess. Look, my point is, if you want this guy, hop on and enjoy. You've made it clear that you don't particularly mind being his part-time dumpster. You're under no delusions that he really cares, you're just pretending that he is. For some kinky game, I imagine. I mean, you couldn't think he respects or cares about you. He's simply looking for somewhere warm and moist to wait for his real girlfriend. You know that, right? You must know that. That'd be probably really bad if you thought he cared about you for realsies, like respected you, right? Yes, you're aware. You're his side chick who he treats like garbage. You're his side garbage. It's fine. Enjoy. The sex isn't particularly bad, I guess. Enjoy. I suppose. Hey. Uh, next letter. <clears throat> now, I don't have many saved, so I can't really go back on this one. Buckle up. Dear Asmodeus, I have an inherited friend. A good friend got a roommate. I used to take Melissa out on lady dates where we'd try something unusual or just like a new restaurant. We'd go somewhere and split the bill, order something new or something we'd never try otherwise, then we'd compare and share. It was the best. I found I actually really like Thai food, and she was shocked to learn how much she loves Ethiopian, which we'd never had considered before. But she recently got a new job as a flight attendant, and she is soups busy now. Her roommate, Natalie, 
who she met at work, offered to join me. This was a few months ago when we've gone out six times. And she is, I'm so sorry for saying this, the worst. When Melissa and I went out, we always took turns picking something new, the restaurant or a menu item. Even if we went to a place again, we would try something we hadn't the last time. But now, with Natalie, she always chooses the same place on her turn. Billy's, by the freeway. It's a faux Texas barbecue place, basically just burgers and hot dogs with Tennessee barbecue sauce on everything. She always gets the chicken tenders and complains if I order anything else, or starts just sighing at me. And since she never eats the new item, I kindly offered to pay for it. And this has happened every time we've gone. And yes, the food sucks. Now, that's fine, I'll deal with that. Really, you will? But the last few times I've picked, I found out she can be even worse. Each time we get something new, she just horks it down. There's no discussions of the flavors or even whether or not she likes it. She just chokes it down as quickly as possible. Since we share the plates, she ends up eating way more than me because I'm actually chewing and talking and thinking about what it tastes like. Everything according to her is, whatever, it's fine I guess. I don't think she has taste buds. The only food thing she is ever passionate about is this. Last week, I felt like sushi. Okay, quick pause here. This is the longest goddamn letter. Last week, I felt like sushi, which she seemed excited about. So we found a cute little mom and pop shop on the far side of the city. The sushi comes by on a little conveyor belt that goes around the room and you pick up the plates of whatever you want to try. I have a pretty thick accent, so it can be embarrassing to order Japanese food. So I was pretty excited to try everything without humiliating myself. But there is this one type of sushi, kani. It's pressed whitefish shaped to look like crab legs. I know. It tastes similar and is tasty in its own right. As soon as we sat down, a plate was going by and she in a super loud voice says, Hey, if you're going to serve fake crab, can I pay with fake money? God, it was humiliating. I get nervous, so I sat down and tried to force a little laugh. Then I was really embarrassed because I was looking forward to that dish. I like to put a little too much wasabi on it and let the heat build and build, but now I was too nervous. We started eating and to my horror, I watched as she snapped at the host until they came over and demanded a fork. Because we're in America, she said. My God. Then, each and every bite was doused in soy sauce and wasabi in a slurry, then mushed up into a paste before they tried anything. They just grabbed a piece, dropped it into their soy sauce and wasabi mush, and proceeded to make a cold, wet fish stew. Then she topped it with a bit of ginger, which goes in between bites. She just shoveled it all down. I don't even know if she chewed. She just swallowed it like a duck. At this restaurant, they keep track of how much you owe by counting plates at the end of the meal, and her pile was almost double mine. I was going to get just one more, my Connie at last. I know it's not the fanciest piece, but darn it, I like it, and I was going to get a piece. When it came by, I picked up the plate and put a pea-sized amount of wasabi on top, just the tiniest dip into soy sauce, and popped it in my mouth in one bite just as the salt of the sauce and the sweet vinegar of the rice started to mingle with the texture of the crab stick, she says again, word for word, Hey, if you're going to serve fake crab, can I pay in fake money? As if it wasn't horrible enough before. 
She was somehow even louder. The server refilling our drinks was shocked but tried not to react. I saw a couple nearby roll their eyes. One of them I could overhear call us buttholes. It was mortifying. Finally, the check came and the bill was pretty steep. And without skipping a beat, after I did the math for the tip and told her how much her half, yes, I still offered to split it down the middle when she had swallowed 30 more dollars than I did. I'm such a loser, I know. She insisted that she wouldn't pay for the fake crab. She made me pay my half and a full six dollars more for the crab sticks. I'm sorry this email has gotten so long. You really should be. Apology accepted. <clears throat> I'm sorry this email has gotten so long. My question as Modius is this. Since I don't want to be mean to them just because they are a picky eater, how do I keep going out to eat with them and not take it all so personally? Signed the Timid Gourmand? <clears throat> Dear Wilting Lettuce, beat them with a shovel. Look, you enjoy food. Now, I don't appreciate the act, but you do you. I may not know from food, but I do know snobbery. They are not a picky eater. A picky eater is someone who has a limited palate and only wishes to eat certain things. This is just an asshole with no manners. They are getting you to waste your money by feeding them something they aren't even enjoying. For example, the Belfords spend a lot of money on me, but I enjoy it. I have spent $1,800 on suits this month, and I enjoy each and every one of them. I do not wear them to waste their money. I wear them because I look fucking fantastic in a suit. Everyone wins. I do not shred them just to prove I can, and I can. That garbage truck of a friend of a friend can go eat out of the trash if they want. Leave them to it. Go out by yourself to eat. It may feel weird to do it, but you'll enjoy it far more, I assure you. If you are nervous about it, bring a notebook and pretend you're some big shot food critic. You obviously enjoy writing about your eating experience. At fucking length. An experience that will improve without such sorry company. Remember, it is disgusting behavior to be unkind to the servants. The upper class must always be kind to the lower class. How else will people know we are better than them? As you are better than this tasteless gullet of a person. Go eat and revel in your snobbery. And when the pit monster asks if you're going to take them out, feed them an entire burlap sack full of dicks. Sincerely, A. P.S. God damn, that was a long email. Whew. Let's move on, shall we, listeners? That took up quite a bit of my time. Let's let's find a let's find a short one. Uh, here. Dear Asmodius, I am a budding gardener. I have a lovely little plot of earth behind my apartment that I've been tilling and nurturing for a month. I've laid out azaleas, squash, some beans, and some onions. Each is rowed orderly and neatly alphabetically even, but I wasn't yet completely happy with it. That took some decoration. I bought some garden gnomes from a local flea market from an old woman with one eye and very big teeth. Three of them. I named them Mo, Larry, and Curly. Anywho, they are alive. During the day, they are little statues in different poses. Every night, they help in my garden, keeping away pests and roving animals. They even engaged and slaughtered some sort of rodent, which they mostly ate. 
Well, my question is this. How do I convince them to pose cuter for the daytime? They are always leaning over as if sleeping, and I'd rather something cute like wrestling or hugging each other. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Signed, Green Thumbs in Metairie. Dear Dirty Digits, Are they alive when they turn to stone? I don't recall. I think they're dead, technically. I'm sure I did know at one point. In any case, I would suggest bribing them with something. Now, they will ask for beer, but I do not suggest this. Wilhelmina had a gnome growing up, and she snuck it alcohol once. Only once. And the thing got so disgustingly wasted that the family awoke to an unholy mess of stone vomit permanently ruining the floor in the sunroom, and a little pile of brown pebbles all over the kitchen. Karen ground the poor little fool into powder. Shame she didn't wait until the sun up to do it. Screams. They were hilarious. Signed, A. Well, that will have to do, I think. They've begun boarding for my flight. That one letter was a massive missive, and I'm afraid we are about all out of time anyways. Remember, you can submit your own queries via Twitter at FriendOTFamily or our website StrangeNUnusual.com or SNU.WTF for short. Take care, and remember, I'll have another set of letters to you shortly, and maybe yours will be among them. Good night. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Natalie, that is a lovely name. Yes, I'll have a coffee, thank you. But before that, can I ask you something? Do you know anywhere someone like me could get a really good drink? You do? Delicious.